1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Week 13 Pro Football Focus Show here on Roto-Grinders. I am Britt Devine here with P2 of PFF's uh, best uh, employees, Mr. Scott Barrett and Tyler Beaker. Uh, Scott, I told you pre-show last week, right, Thanksgiving slate, I was doing great to the Julio Jones, like, late garbage time touchdown and all my Saints running backs failed. Sunday, I swapped myself off a of Saquon Barkley at, like, two minutes before lock in my cash game. Go too well, not a great week for me personally. Uh, looking to bounce back strong for week 13.
2: Let's do it.
3: That's uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, we're gonna do it, Tyler. You're you down, <laughs> I'm down, yeah. Thanksgiving went a little better for me, did really well there with uh, my tournament plays, uh, props, um, parlays. I kind of had a really good Thanksgiving, but then just donated it all back on Sunday by not playing any Christian McCaffrey,
1: yeah. Uh, how Derry Sanders, Scott, your boy, yeah, uh, he is uh, he's just he's unstoppable right now. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about him, I, I'm sure, a little bit eventually. Um, but what we're going to do, uh, we're going to talk a lot of football. We've got 13 games on the main slate. We've been used to having 10 for a little while here. So we're going to have a couple extra plays for you, try to get in a couple extra minutes of talk. Uh, I do want to note before we get into uh, all this, uh, we have the FanDuel single entry series. That's going on over on FanDuel, of course. Uh, six weeks of contests. Uh, your top four, top four scores count every week. Uh, there's three different buy-in tiers. Uh, if you win the week, you're one of the highest total. They accumulate it all. Um, you get into kind of like an online final. Uh, if you have any more interest in that, uh, go check out the Roto-Grinders forums. It'll be posted up near the top, and you can find out some information on the FanDuel single entry series. Uh, Tyler, let's let's do this, as uh, Scott likes to say. Uh, quarterbacks, uh, studs, there's two guys here priced up at top. We've got Patrick Mahomes, who's basically in the highest stratosphere we've seen from a quarterback all season. And then there's Cam Newton, who's going up against Tampa Bay. These are the two quarterbacks you got to have if you're up near the top. Um, we'll, I'll talk a little bit with Scott, I think, on Mahomes to see if he's scared off by the price tag on DraftKings being so high. Uh, but Cam Newton's getting a lot of buzz. We've got a one, really, we've got Carlos Hyde at running back, who could end up being a free square that lets you basically do a lot of fun stuff with your rosters this week. Uh, Cam Newton should be anchoring a lot of people's teams.
3: Yeah, I think he's the best play on the board, given his price and opponent here. He's thrown multiple touchdowns in every game since week one, best rushing floor in the league, uh, sans Lamar Jackson. Now under Norv Turner, he's also throwing um, the most accurate passing season that he's had to date. He's taken a career 60% completion rate, and he's now hovering just under 70%. Fantastic matchup here against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've targeted this every week this season, not changing now. A heavy into this Newton and I'm probably going to go with him as my main guy in single entry tournaments
1: yeah how, I mean how do you not play Cam Newton this week it's against Tampa Bay who's given things up left and right uh, I think he's a great play uh, Scott let's talk Mahomes here right so he's 76 on DraftKings which is really high for a quarterback and it's also extremely high because Tyreek Hill is the most expensive wide receiver and Travis Kelsey is the most expensive tight end And Kareem Hunt's the fourth most expensive running back. So not only is Mahomes expensive, when you pair him with his elite targets, it really eats a lot of your salary this week. So I want to talk to you about that. And then what can we expect from the Chiefs game plan? Uh, They should absolutely trounce Oakland. I know it's in Oakland, uh, but there's no no way Andy Reid doesn't realize. He doesn't have one of the best quarterbacks in football in a passing league against a team that can't pass rush, Uh, he is going to unleash Mahomes' uh, fury uh, pretty much uh, all over the field, if you ask me.
2: Yeah, so if you're playing cash um, or, you know, small field single entry, you got to play Cam Newton if you're you're not worried about ownership. He's just the best play. Uh, But if you do want to factor in ownership uh, of the higher-priced guys, uh, I would consider Mahomes. I think people are going to overlook him because, you know, this is a game that Kansas City uh, should win by 15 points. That's that's what they're favored by, and that that honestly doesn't seem too unrealistic. But uh, we also have to realize that uh, the Chiefs are one of the league's most pass-heavy teams, and especially so when adjusted for game script. And, you know, uh, by 7 or 10 or 15 points, they're still uh, uh, the most pass-heavy team in the league. Uh, and, and we saw this already. We saw this in Cincinnati, you know, what was ultimately a, a 30 plus point blowout Patrick Mahomes still through four, uh, touchdown passes. He was throwing late into the game. Uh, so I think people are going to overlook him and what's otherwise an amazing ideal matchup. Uh, and you know, even if he does sort of get pulled in the second half, there, there's still plenty of time for, uh, what's been not just, the league's best fantasy quarterback but the best fantasy quarterback all time um or quarterback season all time um you know in a great matchup i think uh, he has the potential to smash
1: yeah um still hasn't had less than 20 draftkings points all season you know like the the highest floor the highest ceiling his targets that you uh, are going to be spreading around very expensive so can be somewhat cost prohibitive in tournaments but uh, there are some cheap value plays out there to make it work. I think, uh, like you said, for cash games, I think Newton. <coughs> oh, bless you. I think for tournaments, uh, you can do Mahomes, but you got to get a little creative with the rest of your lineup there. Uh, uh, all right, Th- there's a thing, Scott. Mute button. If you you know you, you could click that. Correct. You know where that is on the on the Zoom? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude,
2: dude a sneeze is like a, a
1: quick thing. I, I can't. I want to ask you uh, the beard too. Is this like no shave November? Is that coming off in November, or is this just like the new Scott Barrett? It's just I, I live a sad
2: life during the season, and, uh, you know, I, I don't care what I look like. I don't leave the house. so You're it, just
1: huddled up in PFF with spreadsheets and, and writing articles, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, a couple other quarterbacks we like out there. So let's talk Lamar Jackson, because uh, this is another guy who – you know, what does he have here? Let me, I, I wrote up Lamar Jackson today. Let me get out some of my numbers here. So 37 rushing attempts paired with 44 passing attempts over the past two weeks. So he's like, he's an RB2 and a QB2 wrapped into one position. So, you, you know, as a quarterback, we were getting this high floor, high ceiling. We have not seen a ceiling even remotely close to what Lamar Jackson is possible of putting up yet. Going up against Atlanta, who's just hemorrhaging fantasy points to the quarterback. Now that's usually through the air. But whatever, I think Lamar Jackson's going to kind of be able to do whatever he wants here. Uh, How do you rate him? He hasn't really flopped yet for us. He's uh, $100 less than Jameis Winston, who is $600 less than Cam Newton. Uh, My big uh, concern – not concern, my big choice right now is Winston, who's definitely going to be chucking the ball against Carolina's defense, who is just complete trash. Or we have Lamar Jackson – Kind of hybrid comboing it up against Atlanta's defense, who is also trash.
3: That was the same 1v1 <laughs> I had last week, uh, Winston versus they both, Lamar. They both
1: worked out. I mean, Winston, I think, got yeah. a little better, but either one worked out for you.
3: Yeah, and I think we're going to see similar results this week. The thing is, we have yet to see Lamar Jackson hit that elite fantasy ceiling that he possesses. Uh, we've seen him go over the 100-yard mark. We've seen him hit the end zone on the ground. We haven't seen him do both yet. And this Falcons defense could be one where he does that. You mentioned they're terrible against the pass. They're equally bad against rushing quarterbacks, allowing the tenth, their top 10 and most rushing yards allowed to opposing QBs, top 5 and most rushing touchdowns allowed to opposing QBs. So we could easily see Lamar Jackson get, take one in, in on the ground here. 100-yard rushing bonus, easily in play. Um, the Falcons have also been very vulnerable uh, against passes in the middle of the field. Atlanta has allowed the third highest completion percentage to date. So, considering we're going with a quarterback that I don't know—is not the most secure in uh, his throwing um, motion yet? Um, he's got a really ideal matchup here against Atlanta, where he can, where he's been throwing most of his passes against the middle of the field already to date, and it just kind of lines up everything for him here. Um, like he's got an amazing floor in cash but he's also got an elite ceiling in tournaments.
1: Yeah, the Millionaire Maker lineup last week um, One, It was one with a naked Lamar Jackson lineup because he was cheap enough. He got you all the other guys that you wanted today. You don't have to pair him with anybody. You just kind of go nuts with the rest of your lineup if you use Lamar Jackson. Scott, I want to, so Scott, I was going to say, like, did family get you sick? But then I remembered, right? Like, Scott does, like, the drive-through Thanksgiving dinner because he's just, he's got his PFF hoodie on and he's just typing away at statistics for us. A little under the weather today, Scott. Uh, no, I I don't know.
2: I I just woke up from a nap, honestly. So oh oh yeah, and, I feel like that's associated.
1: All right, let's cut. Let's try to wake up with some hot takes here. With uh, let's right. talk a, let's talk a little bit about Kirk Cousins because he's a little too cheap. And when the like when you have Stefan Diggs on one side and you have Adam Thielen on the other, you're going to be a good quarterback because these two two these two dudes are great. Kirk Cousins is, is pretty good. He's going to have to likely score on the road here in New England. Um, a really nice spot, in my opinion, for Cousins to have a, a ceiling
2: game. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great matchup. And, uh, you know, I, ideally uh, you can double stack him because right now uh, Stefan Diggs leads the league in targets per game and then Thielen ranks right behind him. Uh, you know, it, it's always interesting with New England to see um, – how they're going to attack? Uh, you know the the biggest threat, who's probably Thielen, um, but you know he's been great. It's a great matchup, so so he's a guy uh, I definitely want to consider. Uh, I do like Lamar a little bit more. Um, I want to say Atlanta is giving up the fourth most rushing fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, uh, and you know they're getting uh, beat badly against the pass as well.
1: Yeah, and I, I do. Uh, I like Lamar. I like Kirk a little bit. We got a couple other takes here, uh, Tyler. You got anyone cheap? You know, we got the Cody Kessler's, the the Driscolls. Any of those guys, if they end up on a millionaire maker winning lineup tonight, I'm just I'm just gonna take my hat off and congratulations to that guy that was able to pull that off. But uh, anything else out there for value?
3: No, but I mean we've seen it with Osweiler when in his first game. Oh man,
1: if Osweiler did win a millionaire maker this year. <laughs>
3: It's possible, but uh, I won't be doing it.
1: <laughs> uh, Scott, I'm going to throw a couple other names at you and see if anything sticks. Mariota, who just, uh, what was he, 22 of 23 last week, and the Titans got smoked. I didn't think that was possible. Uh, he's at home against the Jets. Uh, if you scroll down kind of around his a- a range, uh, you've got Case Keenum uh, against the helpless Cincinnati Bengals. Josh Allen, he you know can chuck the deep ball, can run in a touchdown. He's there. Baker Mayfield is uh, doing great. No surprise. Once you get rid of Hugh Jackson, uh, all of a sudden your whole team becomes better. But he's got a pretty tough test in Houston this week. Uh, Matt Ryan, just uh, uh, I saw a tweet from Derek Hardy. He's just crushing it at home this year whenever he's indoors. He's got Julio Jones, a whole allotment of weapons. Ryan's probably a little bit too cheap. Andrew Luck, Jackson. There's so many quarterbacks. we got all these games. Uh, what else do we got for us here on the low end?
2: Yeah, I, I said the only other guys who are are vaguely in play are, are Baker Mayfield, who, like you said, has been on a tear uh, post Hugh Jackson. Uh, also, Andrew Luck, who you know might you know matchups might not matter to to too much to him uh, at this point, and you know Jacksonville's like they're they're giving up the twelfth most yeah. fantasy points per dropback. Uh, definitely not the same defense. So uh, I think you can look at those guys. Um, not super excited to play them. Really, I think the answer is just uh Cam Newton and log out if you're not worried about ownership, and then maybe a guy like Mahomes if you want to get cute.
1: Yeah, it looks like for tournaments, you're going to be able to spread your ownership around pretty wide. I mean, we didn't even talk about Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff. Uh, we talked a little bit on Winston. There are so many quarterbacks this week, uh, very, very tough to decide, but I think, uh, I think Newton, I think Jackson. I think Winston are going to be the guys on most people's radar by the time the week's all said and done. Um, all right, Scott, uh, nap time's over. Actual opportunity article. I got it pulled up here. Uh, I've got the big sheet out. Uh, let's talk about some of You know, give me a couple of guys on here that look good for DFS this week. Eric Ebron looks like he headlines it. A lot of people are going to be on him. You know, he popped up on the injury report today. He's always had these various ailments. The Colts have like 400 tight ends on their roster all of a sudden, even though a couple guys get injured, they replace them. Um, let's talk, let's talk about Ebron and a couple other guys on your sheet. Here.
2: Yeah. So e, Ebron is a, a lock button play on every site this week. Uh,
1: do, you know, that's kind of common sense. I think bar, barring injury. I just, do want to, we are recording this Wednesday night. If you happen to listen to it later on podcast, Uh, so we don't know, but, uh, yeah, barring injury news, uh, I I would agree with you. Uh, Jarvis Landry,
2: I kind of trashed him a little bit. He's, you know, the one player that's making my model look really bad. Uh, but he's also having what's the fifth, uh, least efficient wide receiver season of the past decade. Uh, and, you know, finally, uh, in, in week heading into week nine, I said, you know, I I'm writing this guy off and it looks like so did Baker Mayfield because his volume has been trashed since then as well. Uh, I look at the Los Angeles Rams wide receivers. Uh, I, I, I try and calculate what, um, Cooper cups absence means based on missed games. I do the same thing with Kenny Galladay and Bruce Ellington with Marvin Jones out. Um, an interesting stat is, uh, uh, Stefan digs, Uh, is, uh, um, so he leads in expected fantasy points per game since week seven. Uh, He's outscored Adam Thielen expected fantasy points in six of his last seven games. Thielen, of course, far more efficient. Uh, Diggs has been below average in efficiency. Thielen, top five. He's also our highest graded wide receiver. And then just an interesting bonus stat that that doesn't really matter much this week, but will matter next week is uh, Leonard Fournette. If you, you know, look at him on a per quarter basis. Uh, he leads all players in expected fantasy points. The problem is he's just, you know, he was getting ejected or hurt in the middle of games, but on a per quarter basis, his volume has been best this year.
1: Yeah, Scott puts a lot of time to the actual opportunity article. Uh, so if you have a PFS subscription, one of the first things you should read over there in the fantasy tabs. Um, let's move over to some running backs here. There are a lot of running backs on the slate with 13 games. Uh, There's a lot we can like, but Tyler, we got to start with Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to end up being, uh, I I, I don't know, girly at Detroit. Detroit's run defense is You know, they get Snacks Harrison. All of a sudden, they're one of the better run defenses in the league here. McCaffrey is $500 less. Uh, Let's settle the debate at the top. Between one of those two, who are you using this week?
3: I'm easily going McCaffrey here just because I think the Lions defense is more of a – pace killer where we're not going to see a lot of volume opportunity for Gurley. Uh, They should blow them out easily in this game. I don't think it's going to be much of a competition there. Uh, As far as the Panthers Buccaneers game, I could see that one going back and forth a little bit more likely. Um, McCaffrey is just in a tier of his own with a league high 97.9% of his team snaps. He's seeing 81% of his team's running back touches on the year. He scored nine total touchdowns in his last five games, averaging 27.7 DK points during that span. Tampa Bay is allowing the third most fantasy points to opposing backs. And McCaffrey already put up a 30-burger against them just a few weeks ago. I think he's a great play to start your lineups around this week.
1: Yeah, over on PFF, if you've got the premium stats, you get the team grades. Uh, Tampa Bay, so dead last in rush defense grade and PFF as a whole. Um, They're allowing 7.4 yards per attempt to opposing running backs. That's a full yard higher than the league average. They've allowed a league guy 17 touchdowns to running backs. Uh, CMC is definitely my choice for $500 less. Uh, Scott, uh, before we get to some of your plays here, who you got at the top there? Is it Gurley or is it going to be CMC for you? You can even mix in Saquon, who's got a really big discount um, going up against the Bears.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be CMC just because, you know, I I like Cam Newton so much. Um, So, obviously, I want the guy who's also – the, uh, his, that is a his very
1: player. concentrated offense all of a sudden now as well
2: yeah so back to my expected fantasy points article he ranks second in expected fantasy point market share Yeah, you know, zeke elliott ranks first but but mccaffrey's also getting this massive workload as a receiver so you know if you like that game if you like carolina you have to like mccaffrey
1: all right let's go to your guy uh who i also wrote up over on yahoo um, so the team he's going up against gave up 54 fantasy points to running backs last week. And that, that was in half PPR because I wrote it up for Yahoo. Um, I'm talking about Aaron Jones who's going up against the Cardinals. Uh, Aaron Jones looks like he is the workhorse running back. There's all this stuff about Mike McCarthy, not creative with his play calling. He's calling too many outside passes. Not a, like there's just no creativity. Um, but Aaron Jones is basically carrying the offense right now. Over six yards per carry. Um, this is about a slam dunk as a, as a play as it gets, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think he's a lock-button play. Uh, so Eddie Lacy was a top three fantasy draft pick in 2015. Uh, and oh, boy, what were we doing? Yeah, that was, that was when
1: he was fat.
2: <laughs> and Aaron Jones is jacked, yoked up out of his mind, and he's great. He, he leads all running backs yards per carry over the past two seasons. Uh, he's been playing on 75, 90, 74% of the snaps, uh, 100% target share over that span, 83, 92, 94 carry share over that span. So he's great. He's seeing a massive bell cow workload. And now he gets the ultimate dream matchup up against an Arizona defense. that's giving up the most rushing fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Uh, green Bay should smash and they should smash with Aaron Jones, especially because, uh, I tweeted this out earlier in the week. Uh, Let me see if I can pull it up. But uh, Rodgers has been, like, really efficient when targeting Devontae Adams with a passer rating of 131.8, but all other players just 91.0. So that's especially a concern this week with uh, Patrick Peterson very likely to shadow Devontae Adams. So it makes sense that, you know, Green Bay does what's right, attacks Arizona where they're most uh, vulnerable, by
1: giving the ball to Aaron Jones. Can Mike McCarthy figure that out? (laughs) Yeah. Good question. Uh, Also the Cardinals, i got a couple other things here. They've allowed the second highest success rate on passes to running backs this season Mm. and uh, Arizona also the fourth lowest team rush defense grade per PFF on the premium statistics over there as well. So uh, I couldn't find anything that says Aaron Jones isn't going to have 20 plus fantasy points this week. So uh, if you like 20 plus fantasy points, you should probably roster Aaron Jones. I think that's a great call uh tyler you had aaron jones too the other guy who i think is going to be somewhat i actually don't currently we're not actually projecting aaron jones with a lot of ownership i think people are going to balk at the price increase Uh, one guy who didn't get a price increase is philip Lindsay, who looks to be about twice as owned as uh aaron jones early in the week uh anybody against cincinnati tyler is going to be in play for me you've got philip Lindsay. are you concerned at all you know, I see 11 attempts two weeks ago and five targets. I see no targets last week and 14 attempts. Now, Lindsey, he is hyper efficient, just like Aaron Jones and the yards per carry. Just like he looks so good. I can't believe nobody drafted him. He didn't get an invite to the combine or anything like that. He's really proven himself as an NFL player. The price here is really good at 5400 but, you know, 14 attempts, 15 attempts, I
3: like more volume for my running backs, So um, you don't, you don't seem to be as concerned as I do. No, not, as, not at his price tag. I mean, you're kind of paying for that type of performance. But it's just a great matchup here against Cincinnati. They rank top five in most rushing yards allowed, top five in most rushing touchdowns allowed, and top five in most fantasy points allowed opposing running backs. He's coming off a season high in snap share and became the first back to run for 100-plus yards against Pittsburgh's run defense last week. He continues to dominate touches and red zone work which kind of negates the um, the few number of uh, touches as far as like a split committee. Uh, he's still the alpha in this committee, and I think he's going to see a ton of volume here. I love the idea of stacking him with his defense on DraftKings where his defense, Denver, is uh, pretty cheap.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that's a pretty good combination this week as well. Uh, Scott, what else you got? You had all Lindsey. Uh, Karrion Johnson, he's probably not going to play, so we'll go over him. Uh, you mentioned James White in here. I want to – what kind of take do you have on this? Cause you know, you've got Rex Burkhead's likely to be back. You've got Sony Michelle in there. What has you liking James White a little bit?
2: Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, how do you attack Minnesota? It's through the air um, in, you know um, if Rex Burkhead's back, that that probably pushes me back off of white, but uh, it's just, yeah, you attack uh, Minnesota with uh, pass catching running backs rather than a guy like Sony Michelle and, you White has had a, a, a really good workload all year. He's not a top play for me, but he's he's someone I'm considering. And then more or other vaguely in-play guys are, mm-hmm. are uh, Chris Carson and, and LaShawn McCoy. Uh, you know, Carson just kind of locked into that. Uh, though not a bell cow workload, but a, a safe 20 carry, maybe two or three target workload. And LaShawn McCoy is seeing a very similar workload and has a really good matchup this week. Uh, you know, it's hard to like anyone on Buffalo when Josh Allen's the quarterback, just mm-hmm. because he's he's not good, he's not very efficient, but he also likes to run the ball. So uh, something like thirty percent of his dropbacks are, are resulting in a run or a sack. Uh, so that's that's less passing volume for any everyone involved. But the matchup is good. He's going to get twenty something carries. He's cheap, but yeah, none of these guys uh, I really love. I think I think uh, Aaron Jones and Lindsey are probably the two best plays.
1: Uh, Tyler, I want to talk a couple other guys that we didn't hit on here. So one is Saquon Barkley. Does defense matter? He's at home against Chicago. You know, if this was a bad defense, I would imagine he's probably like ninety three hundred, something like that, on DraftKings. Now he's seventy nine hundred because the the defense matters apparently in the DraftKings algorithm and dropped him way down here. Uh, what, what's your take on Saquon? Um, just the price on him seems like it's wrong.
3: Yeah, uh I mean I think it's priced kind of appropriately where we think the defense is one of the best in the league. They don't uh, matter. <laughs> that's what they say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who they is, but they say that. Uh Barkley's seen 90 yards from scrimmage in each game so far this year. He has he's a threat to take any catch to the house.
1: Um he's the I think he's he's the best running back in the league. I think like in terms of talent he rounds the corner. No one's catching him. He can run people over. He can juke you out of your mind. He He's the best. It's just a very, very tough defensive matchup.
3: And if, if all comes to worst, he can hurdle over you as well. We've seen that a couple of times already. Uh, the guy's unbelievable talent. Um, I, I think his pricing makes him a great tournament option this week. Um, not many people are going to go to him when you consider all the other backs are there. I think Aaron Jones and Philip Lindsay, like we mentioned, are going to draw a lot of ownership this week as people start to gravitate. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the mid price range backs. Uh Scott,
1: I want to talk about what, who we currently have as our highest projected on running back of the week. Do you know who that is? Uh I do not. Carlos Hyde. <laughs> 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 he is 3 the $3,300 on DraftKings here. So I want to try I want to spend a minute here and try to make some sense out of this because you know, I like guaranteed touches. I like to know what I'm getting into with this. How do you see, you know, they fire the offensive coordinator. They have a backup quarterback in there. They've got a backup running back in there. How do you see this playing out? Who do you think is going to be the lead running back for Jacksonville this week? And you think Hyde is worth a significant allocation of GPP allotments? I mean, he, he's just – he's clearly going to be highly owned. And the news – I've already heard the news cycle already. It's just Carlos Hyde, Carlos Hyde, Carlos Hyde.
2: Yeah, maybe on FanDuel, um, you know, he did complain about touches this week, so he has the squeaky wheel narrative working in his favor. But you know, you only saw ten carries last week. Uh, T.J. Yeldon had three, but also four targets. Hyde didn't have any targets. In fact, he hasn't had any targets uh, since uh, his first week with Jacksonville. In week eight, he had two zero catches. yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to end up chasing this later on in the week, but right now, I have to say I'm uh, kind of lukewarm on it. But but you know, thirty three hundred uh, for what's going to be good goal line usage,
1: mm-hmm.
2: probably. Let's
1: if they come out and say Hyde, you know, he's going to get the majority of the carries. Let's say that comes out later in the week. I think I'd I think be... we know
2: that. I think we know that already. Um, but I, I, the question is, how much of a split is it with Yeldon? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you're right. He, I mean, he's 3,300.
1: He's luck, luck can rip them apart with uh, Ramsey might even miss this game on the Jacksonville side for defense. Uh, if he's out, the uh, Jacksonville just doesn't care anymore. I think they're just, like, tanking in the season here. The, like, Luck could just game script high completely out of this game at, you know, midway through the second quarter. I think that's certainly possible as well. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler, you got any thoughts on that before we get to uh, a couple other things here?
3: Yeah, I think he and Yeldon will cannibalize each other and kind of make DFS owners really mad. <laughs> so I'm probably just going to avoid them both.
1: Yeah, I think his ownership uh, projected, I don't know, I think it's a little high now. I'll have to see uh, what ends up happening towards the end of the week and the news cycle on it. But, you know, when I, when I'm playing cash games, you know, even... 10 carries from a running back. that That's not making anything move downstairs for me. I, I need like 20, 20 plus touches from a running back to try to get those guys on my cash teams. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens, but uh, I'm currently a little lukewarm on Mr. Carlos. Hodge. You could
3: almost make a counter argument for Frank Gore $300 more mm-hmm. against the Bills. Uh, is Drake, Drake is Drake playing? I think Drake is banged up and very unlikely to play.
1: He had a limited practice. Uh, there, I, I remember it was like people thought he had like broke his arm or something last week, and I had, he got in a limited practice participant today, which was a little surprising to me.
3: Yeah, I thought he would have been a DNP, but I, I think Frank Gore could be in play. It's it's only Wednesday, so we still have plenty of time. Um, but I don't know about the going down that far when you have value like Aaron Jones.
1: Uh, let's say Mac doesn't clear the concussion protocol. Naheem Hines, anybody? No, <laughs>
3: no, I don't think they'll need to pass often. All right.
1: All right. Let's, uh, let's go to a couple other things we got here. Uh, I'm going to bring up the snaps and pace and stats article from Mr. Pat Thorman, uh, over at pro football focus. I always like to talk to Tyler about this, trying to get a better understanding, of how a game is going to play out in pace is, you know, it's fundamental to try to determine how many plays and you got to divvy up the plays to all the, you know, the passes to the running backs. It's an important part in DFS and trying to game script games when you're making tournaments, all kinds of stuff. So um, we already talked about Kirk Cousins. It looks like Pat has kind of highlighted the, the Vikings Patriots. I believe the Patriots are one of the fastest neutral teams in the league right now. If I remember correctly, um, I know the Vikings are, are playing up there pretty quickly today. Uh, this looks like it could be, uh, you know, on pace for having one of the, the most amount of plays for uh, for week 13.
3: Yeah. And both teams are past funnel defenses. We should see a lot of throwing here. I love the idea of starting uh, any lineup you want with Kirk cousins, Thielen, and Diggs, and then you can bring it back with almost any Patriot. Um, Scott mentioned James white. I think he's in play as well. Um, we're going to see a lot of passing here in this one. Uh, the game underneath it, I like a, a bit more. The Broncos at Bengals. I think we'll see fewer guys, fewer ownership. I, all the way basketball. down to the
1: right. I, I see Jeff Driscoll as a, as a Cincinnati quarterback <laughs> as
3: well. I, we're we're going to see him in the 1000000 <laughs> I, oh, I really. <laughs>
1: If that happens on a 13-game week, I don't know. I don't th- I don't know if that's going to happen.
3: Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of games to play. There's a lot of options. Um this game has a lot of opportunity for guys to crew fantasy points, though. We're seeing the Bengals are allowing the most plays per game besides only the Browns. That's a lot of opportunity for the bank, for the Broncos uh, to get a lot of plays in. I like Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's another underpriced wide receiver this week. Phillip Lindsay, we already touched on. I think both those guys are great core plays this week.
1: Yeah, I like the Carolina game. Real big up-and-pace game for them, too. Tampa Bay plays fast. They don't run. They pass a lot um one of the the big articles the thursday night game looks like it could be a little slower um so you gotta gotta read through this the bills dolphins game is just gonna you know if there's 100 plays in that game i'd be surprised total or something like that so a really good article to read uh, to give you an idea how to get through the uh, the paces of each games um, and very important uh in dfs so uh, make sure to read that i've got yourself a pff subscription if you don't uh, go get yourself one uh all right receiver time uh, Scott, we haven't talked in a, in a couple of minutes here, so let's uh, let's have some fun at wide receiver. Where where are we spending up? So if I'm spending up on Christian McCaffrey and I'm spending up on Aaron Jones and I'm spending up on Cam Newton, I don't have the money for Tyreek Hill. Or, uh, I don't even know if I want DeAndre Hopkins. Houston seems to want to run the ball now. Uh, Mike Evans is probably a little overpriced. I can get some digs. I can get some feeling in there pretty easily. Um, what do you like at the, the top tier at wide receiver? Uh yeah, so I'm
2: kind of looking at a, a bunch of these slot wide receivers in good matchups. That's uh Keenan Allen, who you know has been seeing really good volume uh since his his little meltdown, I think, against Tennessee uh, Tennessee it was. Um, especially on a market share basis, that volume looks really good. Uh but Pittsburgh's giving up the third most fantasy points per game to slot wide receivers. They're also way tougher to outside wide receivers. Robert Woods is another guy. He uh, is seeing the best volume with or without Cooper Cup uh, on that team. Uh, He also moves the slot when Cup is out. Uh, Detroit's giving up the fifth most fantasy points per game to slot wide receivers. You have to think Darius Slay is going to shadow Brandon Cooks, Uh, so tougher matchup for him. Gigi Smith-Schuster. Uh, the Chargers giving up the fourth most fantasy points per game to slot wide receivers. Antonio Brown likely to be shadowed by Casey Hayward, one of the top shadow quarterbacks in the league. Adam Thielen, another one. Uh, so New, New England's given up the sixth most or more fantasy points per game to slot wide receivers in each of the past three seasons. Uh, again, what, what do you do when you think Bill Belichick uh, is most afraid of Adam Thielen, is going to sell it to stop them. I think the shadow, I think it's sort of like what we see, saw uh, on Thanksgiving with Atlanta and New Orleans. I think Belichick has Gilmore's shadow digs and then double teams Thielen, because otherwise I don't know how you stop Thielen mm-hmm. uh, with with the, the talent on your roster. Uh, and then Odell Beckham Jr. is a, another higher price guy who is in play. Uh, but I know that Tyler thinks uh, I'm forgetting
3: someone.
1: Tyler wants to talk about Tyreek Hill, don't you?
3: Yeah, Tyreek and Evans. <laughs> uh, those are two guys I think are uh, at the top that you want to pay up for. Uh, Tyreek, he's the highest-priced wide receiver in the slate, which I think will deter ownership away. Um, not only that, he's almost $1,000 more than the next wide receiver on DK.
1: Yeah, if you <laughs> put – I'm just I'm just doing it. So if I put Mahomes and Tyreek Hill – you know, if you go and I'll throw in the Broncos, right? 5,100 left. You can make that work, but you're really hurting. And, I mean, if you play Mahomes and Tyree Kill, you're, you're going to play Carlos High and Your lineup's just going to look like everybody else. It's really hard to differentiate because they're just so high priced compared to everybody else. You're kind of stuck with the same players.
3: Yeah, you're going to have to go down, completely punt at tight ends, uh, find a bargain bin running back uh, under 4K wide receivers, Um But, I mean, it will lead to different roster construction. I'll say that. And the thing with these Mahomes-Tyreek stacks are Tyreek leads all skill players in multi-touchdown games this year with four. He draws a fantastic match here against our fourth-lowest-graded secondary in Oakland. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs got up to 30 points before halftime, and that's on the back of a lot of Tyreek big plays.
1: 40-plus DraftKings points three times this year, which is for a receiver – um this has been the year of the running back so like if you don't have Tyreek Hill on those weeks you're not sniffing any uh, any of the top uh, prizes there for sure
3: yeah Scott mentioned it maybe in like week one or week two of our podcast here but he, he said he wouldn't go a single week without one Mahomes Tyreek stack and I've been doing that all year as well uh it's been pretty profitable um the, the two just hook up really well and uh, it's a great matchup here this week to go to it Yeah. Sammy Watkins too. Uh, No
1: surprise. Sammy Watkins still a little bit injured. It seemed like, I don't think he practiced today. Um, So yeah, I do like Tyreek Hill quite a bit. Uh, How about the mid tier a little bit here, Tyler? So I'm looking at guys like, you know, Brandon, Brandon cooks or Robert Woods. This is kind of the question. Scott seems to like Robert Woods. I think I like Robert Woods. Do you have a particular take between the Rams receivers?
3: Yeah. Easily Robert Woods, who should have a far easier matchup in the slot Uh, avoids Darius Slay. Uh, I think that's the easy one to go to there.
1: All right, I got Kenny Galladay, who is just the clear number one um, massive target market share, whopper, all all those cool statistics that matter. Uh, Kenny Galladay is leading those. And you got to think, right, there's no Kerryon Johnson, very likely, this week. The Rams are going to put up points, and Detroit's going to have it. This is not LeGarrette Blunt Thanksgiving two-touchdown game. I mean, it could be, but I really don't see this playing out this way. This is Kenny Galladay. 12 to 15 targets. I'm kind of looking at how How do you not
3: play this guy? Yeah, this is a 2017 Thanksgiving where Marvin, uh, what's his name? Uh, Marvin, we got to go back. Calvin, let's have a Calvin Johnson game. How about that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're, we really could see that. Uh, over the past three weeks, Galladay leads all receivers and targets, trails only Julio Jones. Shout out to Reebs uh, for that stat. Um, I'm sorry, trails only Julio Jones in air yards during that span. Um, and Lions should be down very early in this matchup against the visiting Rams. I cannot wait to see Galladay line up against Ikebe Talib, who spent the last two plus months rehabbing his ankle. Now in his first game back, he has to face the one that they call Babytron. I mean, like Petzlin's double-digit targets here. <laughs> Dude's a lock. Uh, I'm locking him into cash already. Uh, Scott, I've got a couple guys for you. I want to throw off of
1: you and see if they stick here. So I like. Uh, here's, I will just say about Galladay yep. that. Uh,
2: it, to leave is expected back this week and i think that's uh that puts a dent in uh, in his ceiling and projection but yeah what were you gonna say
1: uh so i'm gonna throw there's a lot of receivers out here this week right because we got three extra games and we've been playing with on a week-to-week basis so uh emmanuel sanders i liked him last week didn't use him enough uh ha- had a pretty good game anybody against cincinnati is certainly on my radar i like him D.J. Moore with, you know, Devin Funches and Curtis Samuel looking iffy again. This is D.J. Moore. This is Christian McCaffrey, and it's Cam Newton. Greg Olson seems like he's an afterthought. Doesn't really look fully healthy, if you ask me. Um, D.J. Moore looks to be in another great spot. Do you think we can keep riding the D.J. Moore train? Yeah, I think so. I think
2: he's an, another good play. Uh, uh, Corey Davis is, is pretty cheap as well um of the the cheap guys i was really excited to play john ross who's seen awesome usage uh the last three weeks good production the last four weeks um but much better so than than tyler boyd even uh but that's probably contingent on aj green sitting and i it's looking like he's not going to sit. So, so yeah, never mind on
1: that. AJ yeah. Green wants to play and I don't know why, but he wants to be a Bengal for life. He said, that seems like uh, <laughs> maybe they'll get Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson out of there and he'll get an actual real NFL coach. And maybe they draft a quarterback and Andy Dalton doesn't have to throw in the ball. I, although I think Andy Dalton could be good. Uh, I think the coaching staff is kind of really holding the Bengals back right now. Uh, there's a lot of value. We got a couple extra minutes here, Tyler. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw a couple other names at you uh josh reynolds had the big uh you know in the big shootout against kansas city had himself a big game do you think he can do anything here against detroit 4900 or would you prefer a couple other cheaper guys than him
3: he had eight targets in that game but i mean everybody had a ton of volume yeah. so i think it's uh, a bit inflated uh, i think they're gonna see a lot of running this game this matchup here against the um the lions um again that's another one where i'm worried about pace and volume um, who, who's the other receiver you mentioned?
1: Uh I got how about David Moore, who was on the Millionaire Maker winning lineup last week, had twenty three DraftKings points. He's forty three hundred going up against San
3: Francisco, and he's projected to be one percent owned. Yeah, man, lock in DJ Moore, lock in David Moore and a profit. It seems to be a good way to go. I've heard a lot of my friends make mistakes rostering the wrong Moore and not being upset yeah, with the results. I, I, I believe Dean, our,
1: our Dean here, I can't, don't quote me on this, but I think he rostered the He went to do DJ Moore in cash and he rostered David Moore instead. And I mean, it worked out for him.
3: Yeah, I, the two have been going <laughs> off. Uh, I think David Moore's equal in play here with the 49ers, whose secondary has been really bad outside of Sherman. And then, Scott, I want to talk
1: to you. Uh, value play I've seen popping in some projection models is Bruce Ellington. Uh, he's 3,500 on DraftKings, a limited participant in practice this week. He had the same thing last week. I'm expecting he plays. Uh, how's the, uh, the one-on-one matchup for him look like on the slot this week? Um,
2: yeah, it looks pretty good. So, so if uh, Akib Talib is back, uh, then he and Marcus Peters are going to be on the outside, uh, a little bit softer matchup in the slot for him. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you've seen good volume in recent weeks, 16 targets over the last two weeks. So um, he, he's definitely in play at his price tag. Uh, not one of my
1: top plays, but, but he is in play. Uh, and, Tyler, too, you mentioned a couple uh, – you mentioned Curtis Samuel – uh he popped up on the injury report i believe didn't he yeah he's he's a questionable uh, a non-participant in wednesday's practice so you got to kind of see how that plays out but let's say he gets upgraded he's he practices fine on friday is he someone you're going to want to use
3: yeah it's just it's just this matchup here against the bucks i mean we love to target wide receivers tight ends quarterbacks against them uh even running backs to an extent but samuel's coming off a season high 54 of 59 snaps played Big wild card. I mean, this guy's either scoring you a touchdown or he's
1: – Well, they, they, they get him these touchdowns. Like, they make these plays to give him the touchdowns. Um, I, don't right. think, I don't think it's as fluky as it kind of looks like based on the, the target share he's getting.
3: Yeah, he scored four touchdowns in his last four outings. They're getting him involved on the run. Uh, he's getting plenty of volume. And I think in a potential shootout here, he's basically what we're looking for in a punt. Yeah. um, Interesting play if
1: he uh, suits up uh, by Sunday. So let's go to tight end. Uh, We'll wrap this up here. Uh, Scott, I'll start with you at tight end. Uh, Of course we have uh, Travis Kelsey at the top. If we're spending again, though, if you play Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, your lineup's really going to suffer elsewhere. So um, interesting tournament dynamic this week, uh, trying to stack up, uh, the Chiefs, and then if you want to try to get frisky, who do you run it back with? Oakland uh, is a whole nother question in my mind. Um, but if you have money, Tyler like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. My whole thought is Andy Reid knows he has one of the best quarterbacks in the league in a league where you can't play pass defense with two of the best weapons you can have as pass catchers and Travis Kelsey and uh, Tyreek Hill. And he's just going to use them until the game's like 35 to three at halftime. So I, I think Kelsey's in store for a pretty good. Game.
2: Right. But um, Eric Ebron just looks like an absolute lock button guy. So even despite splitting time with Doyle in over half of his games, Ebron averages 17.7 fantasy points per game that ranks third best among tight ends that ranks 22nd among all receivers Uh, And then when Doyle was active, you know, he was only averaging 4.4 targets per game, 20 routes per game, 9.9 expected fantasy points per game. But with Doyle out, those numbers jumped to 9.6 targets per game. That's more than double, 37.8 routes run per game, about double, and 18 expected fantasy points per game. Those numbers rank second, first, and first among all tight ends. Uh, And it's not just those 18 expected fantasy points, not just best among all tight ends by 1.1 1.1 points, but it would rank sixth best among all receivers. Uh, just absolute lock button guy. If you want to play Kelsey, maybe you could play uh, play both guys, or uh, you play him as sort of a, a contrarian play against Ebron. Uh, that makes that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, like I said, I do like Mahomes. Any of those guys could absolutely smash this week. Uh, but I think I think really there's there's just three tight ends this week it's it's eric ebron like an 80 percent share uh kelsey a 15 percent share and
1: then like matt
2: lacoste a five
1: percent oh, share yeah. we'll talk about him in a sec. Si- i didn't even see him on the sheet here where oh yeah you have lacoste Leca- lacoste <laughs> of ebron retires before the game that's what that's right about her little sheet here uh, i just ran into that yeah we'll talk about him in a side i want to go to tyler uh tyler you actually wrote up kelsey i got it backwards here so wh- what do you like about this and i want to talk about You know, Kittle as well, who had 12 targets last week, and it just didn't get into the end zone. Um, Only six receptions. Uh, I could see him having a little bit better of a game. I'm a little bit worried about the slow pace. You got Gronk, who, while he certainly doesn't look like the Gronk of old, still got in the end zone, and he's going to be heavily targeted down there. I think it's a little bit easier or a little bit harder to just click Ebron, especially right now, because... Did he just get a day off and practice today? Is his little injury going to linger? We don't really know. So if that shapes up later in the week and he's all fine and it's all clear by Friday, I'm going to have Ebron in cash for sure. Um, But I want to give some other options here.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree. Ebron smash, but uh let's just talk about the other guys. Uh Kittle, we saw what happens when we have a road quarterback or a rookie quarterback on the road. Um he struggled in Tampa Bay. Now he's going into Seattle to play. Um Kittle did see a lot of great volume. Uh, a lot of those wide receivers were banged up. A lot of the secondary guys had to step up. I know Dante Pettis was a guy that, that I, I thought flashed. Excuse me. Um but Kittle I think is equally Uh, A strong play this week. Um, I just don't know if you need to go there. Uh, Outside of like trying to differentiate rosters. Gronk, I mean, this is the first time he's not on the injury report in a long time. Uh, Great matchup here against Minnesota. Uh, I'm not worried about their safeties and how well they've been playing. It's Gronk. Uh, When Brady wants to throw to Gronk, he does so. Um, We saw last week he got in the end zone. Um, There was that one drive where he kept going back to Gronk. Uh, I don't know why they stopped doing that. Maybe it was they needed him to block or something. Um, but I think he's a fine option. Um, and then Kelsey—I mean, I didn't even write anything up about Kelsey. He's just the, the top play. <laughs> like he's just the top play. Period. <laughs> uh,
1: what about? Uh, I don't know if this is needed, but uh, you know, you look at some metrics. Baltimore very good on the outside kind of shut down running backs out of the backfield as well. Where they struggle, it's against tight ends. Now, do I expect Baltimore to limit Julio Jones? I think that would be false. I don't think that's really going to happen. But we've got Austin Hooper in here. Uh, I got Baltimore pulled up uh, 8.4 yards per attempt to uh, tight ends this year while allowing just 6.4 yards per attempt to wide receiver. The yards per attempt to tight end is almost a full yard over um, the league average, so it seems like it's their one weakness. Uh, anybody wants a Matt Ryan to Austin Hooper stacks?
3: man i I just dislike Austin Hooper int- intensely. <laughs> I'd rather Everybody find you two hundred bucks to get to Olson or save two hundred bucks so, and go to Brait.
2: So I think that's actually a really good call. Uh, so w- what you're describing there is Baltimore is uh the top tight end funnel defense. In football, they're giving up 27% of their receiving fantasy points allowed to tight ends. That ranks most among all teams. And then uh, in terms of points per game, they rank uh, highly still. Uh, And Austin Hooper, you know, uh, fluctuating volume, but he has seen double-digit targets in, what, three of his last six games. Um, So he's in play. I mean, he'd be a a good play in any other week, but uh, it's it's – just like Cameron Brate, uh, he, he's another guy you can go back to him for the reasons we liked him last week. But uh, but it's Eric Ebron week, so that's that's pretty much what I'm going to do. And if you if you really want to pay up, you can go to Kelsey. If you really want to pay down, you can go to Lacoste. But yeah, uh,
1: let, let's talk about Lacoste to close out the show because he, he had his touchdown last week before Huerman even got hurt. Um, he's been involved in the offense, just just not a lot. And Cincinnati's like the nut matchup for a tight end. Uh, I think Lacoste's pretty good play. Minimum price on twenty five hundred on DraftKings, Scott. I mean, very interesting to me. Right. I mean, Humerman's out, and Humerman saw really good
2: volume, and it's just kind of that simple. Yeah, there's no other guy there.
1: If you're playing uh, Mahomes to Hill, uh, Lacoste is definitely a way you can afford that if you want to do something like that this week. So, uh, I think that's good. About do it for the week thirteen show. Uh, thanks to everybody. Uh, For joining, don't forget, we got the FanDuel single entry series. Go check out the Roto-Grinders forums for that. Um, We kind of have a live online final. Uh, You can win your way into uh, if you dedicate uh, your week's play uh, over to FanDuel for football this weekend. So uh, that's going to do it. Go check out Pro Football Focus. Scott writes a lot of stuff. Tyler writes a lot of stuff. There's a million other people that write a lot of fun things. There's all kinds of statistics uh, if you want to take your uh, DFS very seriously. Uh, thanks to scott and to tyler for uh coming on the show with me this week uh i'll be out in a couple of weeks i'm going back to disney guys so someone's gonna fill in for me i don't know who i'll be Uh, on next yeah i'll be yeah i'll be a hey look it's a lifestyle apparently for me now so uh, i'll be i'll be back next week but i think i'll miss the week after that um so maybe dan will fill in um but anyways uh have fun and uh enjoy your week 13 everybody uh thanks for watching uh we gotcha